Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best Of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it is a Tuesday. How about them Cowboys live in Los Angeles? It's the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and FS1. One hour from now, our final Herd hierarchy of this football season. We'll have a few through the spring and summer. But our final Herd hierarchy plus Nick Wright, one hour from now. J-Mac is joining me. So the Cowboys, Dak played about as well as I've seen Dak play in a big game. I thought they would bounce back. I didn't think they'd be quite that majestic. But um, Brady looked old. Yeah, I think it's a little harsh on Brady. How about us giving out a no-sweat winner to the audience to start the week? Dallas, I mean, that was a blowout city. Tampa, we'll see you in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with this. When you love something deeply, like your kids, you lose perspective. You're highly emotional. You can't see the truth. And America loves the NFL. We watch it four to five times more, sometimes six to seven more than any other sport in America, college or pro. We bet it. We watch it. Many of our kids play it. And, and if you look at how the we love the NFL, how we overreacted over the last week. So Dak and the Cowboys, a stinker against Washington. Everybody sold their Cowboy stock. We told you. Good quarterbacks, and Dak is certainly good, off a terrible performance, always bounce back. We also told you they would overreact to Brady. So Brady struggled last night. He was pretty bad. He's washed. It's over. Well, he did win his division and set an NFL record for completions. He's going to have suitors. Daniel Jones beat the awful Vikings. His two best games of the year were arguably against the Vikings' terrible defense. Now he's Joe Montana. Trust me against Philadelphia on the road, seven and a half, eight point underdog. He's going to face pressure. He's not going to throw for 300 yards. When you love something, you lose perspective. And everybody lost perspective on the Cowboys because of that stinker against Washington. Take a deep breath. Now everybody's freaking out. Dallas to the Super Bowl. Stop sign. The Niners at home will have almost a two and a half day preparation advantage. Dallas isn't happy with it. Dallas didn't get home and go to bed till two, three in the morning. The Niners game, and they'll be at home, they don't have to fly to it, was over Saturday afternoon. Huge edge, San Francisco. Better roster, better coach, home field advantage, two to two and a half day prep advantage. But let's watch the Cowboys, shall we? 
It was a nice performance. Here's the very, very good news for Dallas. Mike McCarthy, this offensive line, has come together post-Thanksgiving. They got it going on. Secondly, Dak played about as well as he has played in a big game. Little, little nervous early, some drops early, but Dak, by and large, played very, very well. But let's have perspective again because we tend to overreact to everything NFL. The Bucks' pass defense is atrocious. Think about this. Tampa's pass defense was 22nd in the NFL. So that's bottom quarter, bottom third. And that's in a division with the worst quarterbacks. They faced Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter and Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker and Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton and the other 38 quarterbacks that the Saints marched out against that quarterback division. Tampa's pass defense was awful. And now it's Brock Purdy. He's mobile. He moves. There's weapons. Shanahan's brilliant. But, and I think here's the positive vibes on this. Dallas does have an offensive line that's playing good. Can they give Dak a little bit of time? Can they provide Dak with a run game against the Niners? Not easy, but possible. If they can, Dallas will be in the game. But we overreacted to their loss against Washington, said on this show, good quarterbacks who throw up stinkers almost always bounce back. And the Cowboys have bounced back off some ugly games all year. They did it again yesterday. And we also now will take a deep breath and tell you this San Francisco matchup, almost everything works against Dallas. Niners game was over Saturday afternoon. This game wasn't over until late last night. Dallas had to fly back home. Players probably get to bed at three. Today's a waste of a day. But Mike McCarthy's got to feel good about that O-line and Dak. I mean, as, as good as I've seen, that's, that's for sure. Um, you know, I think just like anything, he's so consistent in everything he does. I thought he was, you know, Kellen and, you know, the play calling. We, we just really stayed true to what we wanted to do in here. And, and like I said, I, I thought he played extremely well and, you know, stayed aggressive and, you know, took the check downs. Uh, I thought he had great command of the, of the offense and excellent presence in the pocket. Okay. Nice bounce back win. Next weekend is brutal. Virtually everything works against Dallas. Um, but it was fun. It was nice. Take a deep breath. Celebrate. Pour the champagne. Dak and the O-line are at least, I believe, capable to give Mr. Prescott some time. Tony Pollard, Zeke, little crevices to run, which uh, Seattle found very difficult. Okay, so Brady wasn't real good last night. Um, and Brady's not the same quarterback he was five, six years ago. I'll get to that in a second. So when Brady stepped to the microphone after a very, very humbling loss, uh, you know, it kind of did sound like thanks and good night. Here it is. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort, and I know it's hard for you guys too. It's hard for us players to make it through, and you guys got a tough job, and I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support and um you know hopefully um you know i love this organization it's a great place to be and thank you everybody for welcoming me all you regulars and um just very grateful for the respect and and i uh, hope i gave the same thing back to you guys so thank you very much appreciate it okay there's a lot of speculation tom could go to vegas i think miami is also interesting despite the leaks they're all in on tua <clears throat> i don't know Tom knows the division. Tom won a lot of games in that division. I don't think Tua matches up with Josh Allen twice a year. Be that as it may, Vegas makes a lot of sense. They have his buddy Josh McDaniels, elite running back, elite tight end, elite slot receiver, elite sideline receiver. Um, they're going to make a run. It seems inevitable. Just say it out loud. AFC West, Mahomes, Herbert, Russell Wilson, Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, they're going to make a move. They're going to make a move. So I would guess it would be Brady. They may draft a quarterback, but again, Mahomes twice a year, Herbert twice a year, uh, Russell Wilson maybe with an offensive coach twice a year. I don't think you're going with a kid. I think they'll go after Brady. Now, Brady in the last three years is a different quarterback. Remember when he got to Tampa. Remember the urgency. Get me a right tackle. Get me Leonard Fournette. Get me A.B. Get me Gronk. Get me this. Get me... 
That was to protect Tom. Brady knows now what he is. It's not a coincidence. He went from weapons-starved New England to weapons-loaded Tampa. Tom needs others to protect him and elevate him. There was no James White story in Tampa or Julian Edelman story where Tom took Danny Amendola's story, solid player, and made him a star, right? Made him a go-to guy or big individual catches in big games. Those days are over. Brady went to Tampa because they could protect him as he ages and he's old and he doesn't elevate. That's not his game anymore. Um, he needs to be elevated. He doesn't take average guys or unspectacular guys and elevate them. It's not who he is. Um, that's what the greats in this game do. I mean, Joe Burrow is missing three offensive linemen and beats the Ravens. Justin Herbert carries a head coach in Brandon Staley who's going to retain his job, but in two years has created no identity. Josh Allen carries a bad O-line and a serviceable at best run game. That's what the great ones do. Trevor Lawrence, they're still in a rebuild, gets them to the playoffs and gets a playoff win. That's not Tom anymore. So Miami's got a lot of the pieces on offense. The Raiders have a lot of the pieces on offense. Both have star receivers or star tight ends. Both have uh, capable left tackles, offensive minds, creative. To me, we can say Brady's washed, but it's a classic overreaction. Look at his completions this year. I think it was an NFL record. He won a division. And this was a defensive head coach at the end of the year that felt disjointed, out of touch. They had injuries. Um, I, I don't think he's going away. That's just, that's just my guess. A couple years ago, when he, quote, retired, then unretired, his dad was quoted as saying he doesn't want to retire. And his dad's concern was, I don't know if he ever will. So I think Brady does play again. Wouldn't be shocked if he called it a career, if he got some sort of ownership deal. You know, it's certainly possible. But his global clothing brand is not taking the world by storm. This is what he does. Post-divorce, it's where he gains great happiness. My guess is Miami privately a second time and the Raiders for a first time go after Tom. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 90 seconds, all it takes. Use the code HERD. New customers bet five. That's it. Five bucks and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code heard only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Not sure how many of you noticed last night, but it was a brilliant game plan and the efficiency for Dallas was remarkable. 
three and a half to four hours of football, only two penalties by Mike McCarthy's team, and no turnovers, and nine yards a pass, and over 50% on third down. A lot of talent on that Tampa defense, yet they picked up 26 first downs. Do you realize that Dallas this year was fourth in scoring in the National Football League? Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay were 14th. If you look at the numbers this year between Aaron Rodgers, who demanded a new coach, although he would deny it, albeit not privately, it's interesting that Mike McCarthy, with all the challenges, the Cowboys are fourth in scoring, Aaron's 14th. They're tied for third offensive touchdowns, Aaron's 14th. Their first are the Cowboys in red, uh, red zone touchdown percentage. Aaron and his handsome head coach are 24th. Third down percentage, Dallas is fifth. Aaron and Matt LaFleur, 17th. But it was all Mike McCarthy, right? And what's most interesting and most compelling about the Mike McCarthy PR this morning is he didn't have Tyron Smith, Hall of Fame first ballot left tackle most of the year. Dalton Schultz missed a couple of games and didn't feel right until Thanksgiving. Dak missed five starts, and he had to rebuild the offensive line, and I still contend they don't have a really guaranteed true number two receiver they can count on. Aaron had to overcome young receivers. Yeah, he was doing ayahuasca. How about go to an OTA, champ? All year long, Mike McCarthy had obstacles to overcome. He's got the only owner who hosts a radio show, who puts pressure on him weekly. He didn't have his superstar left tackle. His tight end wasn't right until Thanksgiving. I still think they need another wide receiver. He had to split carries between Tony Pollard and the aging Zeke. That's a challenge. And yet they were elite across the board. And Aaron can't beat Jared Goff in Lambeau, where he was severely outplayed. Why does this matter? What does it have to do about Aaron? I don't know, besides everything, because Aaron rolled his eyes, mocked, privately leaked stuff to reporters to let you know McCarthy was an outdated grifter just didn't buy him remember jeff saturday said i was in the huddle mccarthy would make calls aaron would roll his eyes he led the nfl in throwaways clearly a sign that aaron didn't like the call and would make it personal and four years post-divorce the aaron problems don't go away he's not as good as a favorite he's not as good playing from behind He's been outplayed by Goff and Garoppolo and an old Tom Brady at Lambeau as a favorite. And all Mike McCarthy's done is take hits from the media, myself included, and built a powerhouse offensively. I don't know. You saw the numbers across the board. And I can argue with the Giants this year and the Eagles, the Cowboys faced much better defenses. Minnesota's defense, Aaron Rodgers faced Minnesota's defense twice. They're awful. He faced Detroit's defense twice, awful. He faced the Bears' defense twice, awful. The Giants' defense, the Washington defense, the Philadelphia defenses were excellent. So Mike McCarthy, six in-division games against significantly better defenses. They're good at everything. Yards, touchdowns, red zone. Last night, two penalties, no turnovers in a playoff game on the road? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't all the coach's fault. Here's Jerry Jones talking McCarthy after. You think I was sold on him before uh, this uh, outstanding uh, uh, game for the Cowboys? I'm, uh, I've uh, gone up a notch. I just uh, forgot about four or five things I might was going to talk to him about he could improve on. <laughs> and I was going to ask him if he might consider improving those. <laughs> Um, listen, McCarthy isn't a top five coach to me, but I don't think Aaron's a top five quarterback anymore. Can't get out dueled by Goff, Garoppolo, and old Brady at Lambeau. You can't keep telling me Mike was the problem. Cowboys were as good as you can possibly be on the road in a playoff game last night. Almost no penalties. Smart in the red zone. How about that bootleg call for Dak Prescott in fourth down? I felt terrible about the kicker. Um, I felt so bad for that guy. But you can't blame McCarthy for that. Kickers sometimes get into their head. For the record, when kickers go sideways upstairs and get into their head, 
That thing can last for weeks. You do not turn it around in five days, as my friend Mike Silver tweeted today. When 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 they go south, when kickers go south, it's usually not something you can retrieve that composure and that mindset, the positive vibes in six seven days. Be sure to catch live editions of the Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific. We've been on this for about a year and a half, probably two years, and ad nauseum, probably driving you nuts probably repetitive and boring. But one of the things um, I like about business and I like about sports is trying to spot things before they happen. So this is a pretty easy one, but the NFL has clearly over the last five years pivoted to offense. And the organizations that are progressive and smart, you saw this in baseball, the organizations like the Dodgers that pivoted quickly to analytics have flourished. Uh, you saw, you see this in the NBA, the warriors quickly pivoted to analytics. They've been rewarded. Um, and the NFL franchises that have now understood that the sport due to safety measures, regulations, and rules, there is a huge advantage hiring an offensive head coach. Here are the eight coaches remaining in the NFL. Seven are offense. One remaining is a defensive coach, Sean McDermott. By the way, he can't get his offensive line right four or five years in. Their running game is too Josh Allen dependent. Josh Allen regressed this year. Even Bill Belichick feels out of touch. The Chargers, two years in with a defensive coach, have no offensive identity and are one of the worst teams in the league in second-half scoring. Can you imagine being an owner or a general manager and not figuring this out? It's not difficult. I'm a talk show host and can figure it out. By the way, defensive head coach, Chicago Bears, fourth place. Justin Fields has lost 10 straight. He's running for his life. Jets, defensive coach, fourth place. Lost their last six games. Couldn't score a touchdown in the last month. Ron Rivera, defensive coach, fourth place. Lovey Smith, defensive coach, fourth place. Seven of eight coaches in the playoffs are offensive coaches. Houston, Jets, Washington, Chicago. A lot of good players, and I'm not saying the coaches are lost. They're all defensive coaches. Even Mike Tomlin, who we thought had a great year, He can't figure the offensive line or offensive coordinator out. Pete Carroll had a great year. Does he really believe Geno Smith is the answer? Really? I hope not. So there you go. And and I've said this about Buffalo is they had Brian Dable, a brilliant offensive mind in the building. Dable has left. I am not the only person that notices the offense. Josh Allen, more mistake prone by the week. It's not hard to figure this stuff out if I can figure it out. If you Now, there are still Dan Quinn. He's a very good coach. Brian Flores in Arizona. I actually think in that instance, to get that organization defensively right, Kyler right, they need a powerful coach and a big presence. Brian Flores in Arizona, to me, totally works. That team's got to get more physical more disciplined and tougher, and somebody's got to put their foot down with Kyler Murray. So I'm not saying all defensive coaches. And if Lamar Jackson or Derek Carr go to the Jets, I think they're a playoff team. They're not all hopeless. They're not clueless. But we've got cultural changes now happening. Rules and regulations overwhelmingly benefit offense. All right, so uh, I don't know if you saw this yesterday. Oh, I guess it's no big deal. Jim Harbaugh staying at Michigan. Did you see his quote? I love the relationship that I have at Michigan. My heart's at Michigan. Said Harbaugh, I once heard a wise man say, don't try to out happy happy. Wonder who that wise man was. Um, for the record, some of you push back on Harbaugh. Well, I mean, he was calling NFL teams. Yeah, that's what talented people do. They have options, and they keep them open, and they should always. Your bosses do. 
Don't think the AD at Michigan takes calls? The Big Ten commissioner just left. A coach can't look? Give me a break. I once had a radio boss that pled with me loyalty. Two days later, his name was Tom. He took a job at WEEI Radio Cross Country. I didn't blame him. Talented people have options. He'll get more offers, and they'll be annual. And that's okay. Guess what? You marry the pretty girl, guys will flirt. She's pretty. She's got a nice personality. That's the reality. But Michigan deserves credit here. They could have gone small. They could have been offended. Get over it. The Big Ten commissioner left. Jim Harbaugh's going to make calls. He's got an agent. He's great. The NFL's leaning offense. He's an offensive coach who got to a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. It's 44-19-1. Also, Michigan deserves credit because the Big Ten is about to get really good. Luke Fickle got hired by Wisconsin. They just landed the best quarterback talent they've had in the transfer portal ever. Wisconsin's going to get really good really quick. Oh, by the way, here comes two of the smartest offensive coaches in 12 months, Chip Kelly and Lincoln Riley. Oh, by the way, Matt Rule may have bombed in the NFL. He's been a great college coach. He's at Nebraska. Penn State next year, I think, has the best team James Franklin's ever had with the Nittany Lions. And Ohio State's Ohio State. They're always great. Harbaugh is a one of one. And yes, he's got a very powerful agent. And yes, the agent puts his name out there. Now, I think Michigan, I mean, it's called the big house. They need a big coach, right? They tried Rich Rod. They tried Brady Hoke. They play in the big house. Bo Schembechler, big. Jim Harbaugh, big. It's a big brand. It's a big stadium. It's a big name. It's got a big law school and a big medical center. Harbaugh is capable of fitting in, not being overwhelmed and working. But when I see this all the time, oh, I mean, he, uh, he uh, you know, and making calls. Let me ask you this. Wouldn't you rather if you're a USC fan? Nobody was calling on Clay Helton. Every couple of years, somebody's going to call Lincoln Riley and offer him a job. And after three or four years, Lincoln may throw his name out there. You don't want your coach getting up for NFL jobs? Sorry. That's the price of doing business. Nick Saban got poached at LSU. (laughs) Like, right. Pete Carroll was at USC. He got poached. They also dominated college football for about four to six years when Pete was there. So I think the Big Ten's only getting better. Harbaugh's great for college football. I think Michigan is better than 90% of NFL jobs. The only jobs better than Michigan football to me are the five or six jobs in the NFL with a star quarterback. Kansas City, Buffalo, you know, Jacksonville now with a star quarterback. That's about it. Cincinnati, those are great jobs. When you get a great quarterback in the NFL, but, I mean, look at this team next year. He brings back J.J. McCarthy, his star running back. They play the Buckeyes at home. Don't try to get happier than happy, Jim Harbaugh quoted. He said a wise man once said that, who that wise man is. Good for college football, good for Harbaugh. And also, his dad lives next to him, so he's got the grandkids you're not going to beat that. You're not going to get that in the NFL. They're not going to, you're not, you don't have time to do that. So these, the 10 best jobs in the NFL, five are in the NFL, but another five are in college. And Michigan is one of those jobs. I, I, I've said this before. I, I think like what job would I want in college football? George is great because Athens is great. I couldn't convince my wife to a large degree to, li- to live in a lot of small southern towns. She'd live in Athens or Ann Arbor or Austin, Texas or Los Angeles. You know, uh, Madison, Wisconsin's a great city. This is, one of the, this is one of the standard jobs. This is one of the top 10 football jobs in America when you get it rolling, and Harbaugh's got it rolling. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all the sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not our idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah, listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing uh, about football. This is the worst thing Wait, I've ever he's been he's still a on the line. Get off the show. Oh, the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 82-game preseason is in the books. It's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD. New customers bet five and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. 200. That's code HERD only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. The eight teams left. Let's rank them one through eight. Here we go. Number eight. The Giants, listen, they haven't won back-to-back games since week six and seven. So let's not go crazy. Daniel Jones ate up an awful Vikings defense. It is awful. Um, so we had three games this year, over 300. Two are against the Vikings, one are against the Lions. Uh, they're 0-2 against Philadelphia. I think they're today a better story than a team. they got to fix their receiving core, get a tight end, elevate the interior O-line, get another corner. The best corners in New York are both with the Jets. So this is a really good story, but they're going to go to Philadelphia, and the truth will come out. Number seven. The Jaguars. Now, I like the Jaguars. Uh, I didn't like them before the season, but I bought into them about two or three weeks, I believe, after Thanksgiving. Trevor Lawrence is remarkable, but here's the here's the problem. They've got holes. Uh, you don't fall behind 27-0 at home without being flawed. Their pass defense is a wreck, and the Chiefs are now hosting the Jags off their biggest win in years. I think it's going to get ugly. It's the one blowout I see this weekend. So it's the first team to ever win a playoff game with a minus five turnover differential. The good news, they won. The bad news is, why do they have a minus five turnover differential? Jags are at seven. Number six. The Cowboys. Listen, they've been very good since Dak was standing. Yes, and Dak is the oldest remaining quarterback in the playoffs at 29 years old. Uh, But, but, but. Let's be honest, this team throws up a stinker about every third or fourth game. They come unglued. They have great individual players, but they don't have really great individual units. I think they're a defensive lineman shy. Uh, another, They don't have a number two corner. They could use another receiver. They've got talented players, very few great units. Number five. The Bills. They're making too many mistakes. Three giveaways in three straight games. Three-plus giveaways in three straight games. They're regressing. I don't like their offensive line. Uh, They play one way. They go for the knockout. And when they don't get it, they get into these dogfights with clearly less talented quarterbacks like Skylar Thompson. Uh, They have an eight-game winning streak, and we knew they would end up here because they're just so damn talented. They're the most fun you can have watching football in this, you know, they're all drama. They're all Favre Packers. Big home runs, big mistakes, big strikeouts, big fumbles, big picks. I have them at five. Number four. Philadelphia. I'm a little worried. One and two since Jalen Hurts was hurt. uh, And they've had some time off now. 
I worry a little. They've also become turnover-plagued. 16 giveaways in their last nine games. Remember, first two months they had barely any. So they used to be turnover-free and healthy. Now they're dinged up and turnover-plagued. I worry about that. But fourth team in league history with 70-plus sacks. They get after it. Uh, Daniel Jones will be under duress. The Eagles are a very strong four. Number three. Cincinnati, three offensive linemen hurt. I had them at number one all season. But the problem with that is it not only hurts the run game, it hurts their vertical pass game. Burrow's got to get rid of the ball quicker now. That takes out Jamar Chase down the field throws. So I worry about that. They are on a nine-game winning streak. I think when healthy, they're the only team that really goes toe-to-toe with uh, Kansas City and matches up. But right now, go ask Kansas City what it's like to lose offensive linemen in a big game. Remember that Super Bowl with Tom? They're a mess up front. The good news, Kappa may be coming back, and that could be the difference if they can get one or two of those linemen back. Number two. The 49ers, listen, it's a great story, but no rookie quarterback has ever led a team to a Super Bowl appearance in NFL history. So it does feel like we're looking at a precedent. But Tony Romo undrafted, Kurt Warner undrafted, Mark Brunel drafted late, Brady drafted late. Brock Purdy is very, very athletic. He is not just kind of mobile, super mobile. Poise, accuracy. This offense is not built for a superstar quarterback. They've scored 37-plus points in four straight games. Wow, this is not a mirage. It's an upgrade over Garoppolo. I have him at two. Number one. Uh, Kansas City, and I think a lot of that is because Cincinnati's offensive line issues, which they could have solved in a couple of weeks. Okay, so two of those linemen could be coming back. Uh, Andy Reid is 27-4 off a bye, including playoffs. Jacksonville, thanks for flying United. Your season's over. Uh, But no quarterbacks ever led the league in passing yards and won the Super Bowl in the same season. It's a weird outlier stat. It's a weird stat, and they lead offensively. You know, it's just, you got a great coach, you got a great quarterback. This is what it looks like. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Let's bring on uh, Nick Wright, co-host, first things first. Had a funny wig on yesterday. I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence, buddy. That that Trevor Lawrence thing's about to end. You do know that, right? <laughs> oh, well, you don't have to feel badly for him. I mean, the guy beat, you know, the media's favorite AFC West quarterback, <laughs> Justin Herbert. You know, I'm crazy. I prefer the guy who, you know, has been to Super Bowls, won Super Bowls, won MVP. But man, oh, man, Herbert's got that rocket arm, which they don't seem to let him use. Uh, Trevor had a wonderful season. And they're going to end the season this weekend, unfortunately, in Arrowhead. His, yeah. you know, his career-long streak of never losing on a Saturday must come to an end. That yeah. happens. But it's a great year. Peterson did a great job. But, yeah, Colin, I love that herd hierarchy, by the way. The Chiefs won, Niners two. You know, you, you know, there's someone on this network that picked before the year Chiefs Niners Super Bowl. I know. Stuck by it the whole way. Yeah. I wonder who that is. Let me just take a sip of this coffee, see if you can think of it. I don't know. <laughs> You're so obnoxious. Pretty good, I know. Okay, so uh, we liked the Cowboys last night. My theory's always been when a good quarterback has a stinker, they almost always bounce back. To be a pro athlete, you got to be driven and willful. And, you know, Dak's a pro. Dak played with so much conviction last night. Um, How confident should they be, though? Because the team they're playing next is not the team they played last night. Well, listen, I think the Niners are a juggernaut. I think they're a buzzsaw. And so I think that there's, you know, 30 teams would have trouble going into San Francisco with San Francisco playing as well as they are. Uh, So I think they could lose next week and still, you know, it's not necessarily an indictment on them. But I want to talk about Dak for a moment. Because Dak was spectacular yesterday. He was. There's no denying it. There's no taking anything away from him. With that said, I just want everyone to understand that the barrier for entry for the great quarterback club is you have to be playing in the divisional round with regularity, and you occasionally have to get past it. We don't – listen, he was 
awesome in a game I thought they would lose. And he, and I know we'll talk Brady. He looked like, you know, the great quarterback, and Brady looked nothing like that. I, I get all of it. But I feel like because Dak is talked about so often, it is often in the extremes when the reality is winning a wild card round game against a sub-500 team is what you're supposed to do. Right. Dak did more than he was supposed to with how well he played. But for Dak Prescott, this this was a game that, in my opinion, Colin, losing it would have been devastating to the franchise and to how we look at Dak. Winning it was what they needed to do. Now they play a game where if they find a way to win it, we can start to reevaluate Dak Prescott in a positive way. But beating the eight and nine bucks in the wild card round to me is not a legacy or situation changer yeah. for Dak Prescott, despite the fact that he was excellent. He played almost a perfect football game. Okay, I think I think Miami and the Raiders work for Brady. Many think he'll retire. I said, hey, take a deep breath. They won the division. He set the NFL record for completions. He had a defensive coach, and he's, you know, the guy likes football. This is what he likes to do. Even his dad said he didn't want to retire. That was somebody else's call. What do you think's next for him? Well, I think he's probably going to play, and I think <laughs> Miami will probably be the spot. But, Colin, listen. Colin, I'm going to betray our friendship here okay, very okay. briefly. All I right. hope you forgive me. All right. America, Colin Coward was down bad yesterday. You know how I know it? Before this game even ended, he's texting me college football coach quotes. And I won't say who, but it was a college football coach quote. And I'm like, oh, man, my guy Cowherd is not dealing well with watching the end of Tom Brady. Yeah. And now I was scared. I, I am scarred like many football fans. And I thought Tom Brady and the pixie dust were going to come into play and we were going to see the best version of Brady we'd seen all year. Instead, Colin, in a league that is increasingly critical for your quarterback to at least be a little mobile. Yeah. You don't have to be Josh Allen. You don't have to be a great runner. But Joe Burrow can run enough yeah. to keep the defense honest, yeah. can be mobile in the pocket. Brady looked like a relic of a time past. And he was missing passes. And I don't think all of a sudden he's going to get better at age 46. I Listen, I was, you know, some would say seven years too early on this. But now I think it's safe to say okay. the Tom Brady era is over. And I think we saw evidence of it all year. And I think he will continue to play at least for another season. But I don't think I, – I, I think the only team, Colin, that could win a Super Bowl with Brady at the quarterback is San Francisco. And I think San Francisco would rather stick with Brock Purdy. Yeah. And so I, I don't I, – I, I think he'll play, but I think that the, the Super Bowl he won against Mahomes in, uh, with his first year in Tampa is going to be the last great playoff moment he has. So um, you you have been very accurate on Josh Allen. I admit that I I, I am um, the great moments are so stupendous that I would I am sometimes seduced by Josh Allen because he's the only guy that can go toe to toe with Mahomes, and it's like they stand in the center of the ring and go Hagler Hearns. It's like bang bang bang, yep. and it's like. It's great American sports. It's Nadal and Federer, Djokovic in their prime. It's like, what am I watching? But the turnovers now are real. They're increasing. He's regressing like today. They've been real the whole all along, Colin. They've been real all along. And this, I'm not the you have been, you at least were quicker on this than most. And I listen. I, I, America is not here to hear about me. They're here to hear talk about sports. I want to talk about myself for just a moment. <laughs> I want apologies because I have been called a hater. I have been. People have said, "Oh, Nick can't doesn't really believe the things he says about Josh Allen. He just knows that Allen might be better than Mahomes, so he's protecting Mahomes." It's. It was always nonsense. The idea that it was, uh, you know, we have two all-time great quarterbacks in this league, Mahomes and Allen, and it's tomato, tomato. It, no, it's not. 
We do not judge quarterbacks by purely what the upside is. We judge, if we did, then Jeff George would get a lot more respect than he once did. And I'm not calling Josh Allen Jeff George. But what we judge quarterbacks by is a combination of what's the highest upside and how low is their basement. And the best quarterbacks, their basement is actually fine. Josh Allen, Josh Allen led the league this year in interceptions plus fumbles. He 32 times wow. in 17 games wow. threw a pick or fumbled the football. That's big. He it, 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 five times against the Dolphins, he either threw a pick or fumbled the ball. The Dolphins were drawing dead to win that game unless. Josh Allen went full Josh Allen, which he did. And so you used a tennis analogy. I, I wouldn't say Nadal Federer. I would say Josh Allen is Nick Kyrgios, who, when he's playing his best, <laughs> is as good as anybody, but at times plays like a maniac. Yeah. And he, he seems not to be able to help himself. And, Colin, I can't help but notice. So Josh Allen was incredibly turnover-prone. Brian Dayball comes into his life. He cleans it up and plays the best football of his life. Brian Dayball leaves, and the turnovers are all immediately back. Yes. Daniel Jones is the most turnover-prone quarterback in football. Brian Dayball gets there, and he cleans it up entirely. And so right now, if you're the Buffalo Bills, it's weird to say, but one of your big concerns is, is my quarterback going to give it away? That is not the case for the Chiefs. That is not the case for the Bengals. That is not the case when you have, hell, for the Eagles. And I think Allen's better than Hurts, but it's not the case for them either. They take care of the ball. And there was no reason to get into a shootout with Miami. They got into it because Josh Allen couldn't help himself. And so... I mean, it, it, we've only had evidence, Colin, since his first playoff game of his life when he threw the ball backwards behind his head with a minute left down three. Yeah. At his core, it's who he is, and yeah. it always wants to come out. Okay, so I, I'm a Lamar Jackson fan, but there is a Kawhi Leonard thing here that bothers me. When you're the star, I need communication. I need verbal. I need clarity. He's getting more mysterious. I do think Miami and the Jets, the Jets aren't paying anybody. Right now, their star, Sauce Gardner, their young receivers, Bree, uh, uh, the Hall, the running back from Iowa Brees State. Hall. Yeah, yep. they're not paying anybody. They're going to go get a left tackle. I think Lamar works there. They give up first-round pick. They need a quarterback and a left tackle. So I think he fits places. And Baltimore's culture is so damn good. They, they're starting Pac-12 quarterbacks who weren't even stars in the Pac-12, and they're competitive. Their, their culture, their defense, their brain power, their toughness. Is Lamar movable? What do you make of this? Well, no, so I, I listen, I think the divorce is looming. I, I think there's and a month ago I said if Lamar doesn't play in the playoffs, I think he's played his last game with Baltimore. And now all signs are pointing towards that. Can I throw one really? I think immediately you're gonna scoff at it. Okay. But it's an intriguing fake trade. Sure. Because the hardest part about trading Lamar is going to be. The Ravens feel like we can win right now. We might have the best defense in the league. So are we really going to trade Lamar for the fourth pick of the draft plus other picks to Indy and have to kind of start over on that side of the ball? What about one for one, Lamar for Justin Fields? So the Bears have more cap space than anyone in the league and they need to spend it. The Ravens have built an offense that necessitates a, a mobile quarterback, and they don't want to pay their quarterback. And Justin Fields would be going into the third year of his rookie deal. Mm. The, the Bears have the number one pick of the draft that they could hold an auction for, acquire talent. They have a ton of money to spend. That is, I know everyone's talking about Lamar to Atlanta, Lamar to Seattle, Lamar to New York, all those things. And those things, to me, are interesting. Yeah. But for the Ravens, you need to know who's playing quarterback for you next year, and you haven't built an offense that you can just be like, all right, we'll sign Jimmy G. Right. Because that offense needs a yeah. mobile quarterback. Yeah. Lamar for Justin Fields is, to me, an intriguing one that I think both teams have a long meeting about that is the best one I can come up with. It's not terrible. It's, it's really not. You know, everybody scoffs at that stuff. You think Stafford was going to go to the Rams? Brady was going to go to Tampa? 
The new GMs in this league are young and deal makers. It's not NBA is the same thing. These guys now, you know, the old GMs, the, the Giants didn't even do trades before Jimmy Johnson. It's like, I don't think it's crazy at all. I think your point is Baltimore can't just bring in anybody. They're built can't for bring an athlete. Just anybody. Can't correct. You can't. It just you would have to spend your offseason building an entirely new offense. You've got and by the way, I don't know if people have looked at the free agent wide receivers this year. They don't exist. It's Juju Smith-Schuster. It's it, there's not a lot. It's not like you can just go out and go sign a great wide receiver this season. So I think it's a. I but I don't think the the idea that Baltimore is going to franchise tag Lamar and he's just going to sign it and play. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I think Lamar has played his last down with the Ravens, and they've they're going to have to figure out where they're moving him. All right, Nick Wright, first things first, show's on fire, doing very, very well. Go look at that Harbaugh quote again and see if you've heard it. It's either me or Confucius, oh. and I'm going to lean with me on Listen, that. <laughs> I, all right, so I didn't know you said the name. Let me just say this. It's, you know, it's funny how relationships work. I'm old enough to remember a long time ago, Jim Harbaugh, who I like, was quite rude to my dear friend Colin Cowherd. Yeah. And now he's announcing he's coming back to <laughs> Michigan by using a cowardism. Don't try to out happy happy. Right. I mean, I saw it. I was like, you know what? That That's from coward. So I don't know if you get intellectual property rights on that or whatever, <laughs> but I was happy for you. I was sad your guy Brady's done, but I'm happy for you otherwise. <laughs> See you, buddy. First things first. Uh, Chris Broussard, Kevin Wilds, Nick Wright. Always, always good laughs and fun. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.